What's up, Cutter Nation Baseball Podcast? Excited. Um, like and subscribe. Do what you're supposed to do. Fly by the seat of your pants. Be good. Be a Jedi. Strike people out. Don't let people score runs or hit bombs, whatever you want to do, but just be good at it. Um, today, I'm excited about this podcast. We're going to keep it short, sweet, and productive, but I want to introduce two humans to everybody right now. Today, we have Zach Armstrong and my beautiful friend, JT. JT is our new strength coach, and we wanted to get everybody in here uh, to just get to meet him. Um, hear everybody's stories that come in through Cutter Nation allow them to help people even further because of the things that have happened to us that we were trying to prevent that would happen to a lot of kids, especially who show up here with no guidance. So um, I'm excited about this process. If you need any help, with any of this, pitching, hitting, strength training, we do have a remote online program. We also have a full comprehensive program here in San Diego. Um, and we actually have people that are doing both, that are driving down once a week, signing up for a session at house, going back and doing remote training later. So um, yeah, um, I'm excited about this one. Zach, what you got? Um, what's up, I'm Zach. I'm, I've known John for, I wanna say what, six, seven years-ish. I was one of John's first clients coming into, or when he came into San Diego. I met him when I was in high school going into my sophomore year. I was probably throwing around 70, 75-ish, and then I want to say a year, year and a half into working with John consistently, day in, day out, four or five times a week. I went from 68, 70 to 85, 86 real fast. It was a quick jump. A lot of people didn't believe me, but the video showed it. But um, now I've known John forever. Uh, now I'm here working full-time. I'm a college guy, too. I'm trying to get back into it. Had a couple injuries, shoulder surgery trying to work my way back into it, you know, slow, slowly but surely making my way there. But yeah, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be on the podcast and yeah, glad to get this thing rolling. Yeah, Zach is, um, I appreciate you. We, we've had a, a long tenure. He is the original viral video in San Diego way back. I believe this is version four of where we're at right now, right? So yeah, yeah so the very first version at age 12 and in a small little area of Lakeside slash El Cajon, California, which is way in the middle of BFE. So we've been doing this for a minute. Um, and yeah, Zach's awesome lefty. Um, his story is as important as anybody. There's just things that you are unaware of. And with technology and imaging, it's unfortunate that you know, it's just not what it should be where you should be able to freaking go to the jack-in-the-box of MRIs, walk in and get an MRI. That'd be nice for humans if we could just, hey, can you look at this thing? There's a problem. I'd like to know about it. But due to our healthcare system and the way things work with insurance, it just doesn't work that way. And that sucks. So I believe that's probably one of the biggest things that held us from his development, especially through high school with the injuries and the stuff that you had from there. So that sucks. But Welcome now we're on the path to success, though, so that's, yeah, that's a sure, plus. Yeah. You know, we got it all taken care of, and now it's only uphill. So. Yeah, definitely. You look, you look healthy. You look exactly. Fit, you know, that's ready exciting. to rock and roll. And now my beautiful friend, JT, we, we also have an interesting story. Why don't you introduce yourself? Let everybody know who you are. Hey, everybody. I'm JT, Joseph Camp. They just call me JT. I'm the strength coach here now for Cutter Nation. And um, I think we ended up colliding, like, almost a year now. It's getting there. I think it's a little over a year now, something about last spring. But I had played college baseball in Northern California, JUCO, played there for a couple of years as a PO, um, and ended up moving out here to San Diego, chasing baseball in school, combination. Did a year of junior college down here and did some remote training with driveline. Worked my way up to mid-80s and got to the point where I was just throwing in a pretty dysfunctional way and 
through my way into some injuries that kind of like came up from the past as well as some that developed and had to basically take the summer off this last summer off of throwing entirely just because the injuries had kind of compounded and health and everything just kind of gets in the way as you play and then i came here to carnation around fall getting ready to try out at san marcos learning college now and i had a complete like epiphany coming here throwing where i like relearned how to throw entirely i was able to throw without pain for the first time since like early high school like early early high school like sophomore year of high school had some injuries that came apart that just like nagged me over and over for years and i just couldn't figure it out for over and ever um and i finally learned how to throw without pain finally started to get progress on the right track and then they kind of started nagging me again um and i kind of just figured at the point where they started bothering me over and over and over while i was throwing that i don't want to play professionally I'm not seeking to play at an extremely high level anymore. I'm kind of, I've switched gears mentally as an athlete, a mindset. We all kind of reach that point where the career is not the most important thing anymore as a baseball player and other things start to take over. And my passion is kind of wanting to go into like the realm of personal training and training athletes and going down that strength coach route just became a bigger priority. And I've got to the point now where I'm happily retired, my baseball cleats and hung them up at a, at a very, very old age of 21. <laughs> So the, the main takeaway that I get there is, um, and it's definitely not talked about enough, is everybody in this room got hurt, all of us. And really the funny part is, and, and, and I like how parents miss this piece, is like, you're going to get hurt too. Like, everybody gets hurt. It, it's going to be a weird thing. It's not always going to be your arm. It's going to be an ankle, a hip, a neck, a shoulder, a rib, a finger, right? There's going to be injuries that happen all the time. And... I just don't think people talk enough about like having a contingency plan for that. And that's kind of like what we do here is like trying to educate seven year olds how to train like a professional. And that sounds crazy out loud, but what you're missing is that's just a better strategy than the seven year old showing up with dad, playing catch in the parking lot, going to the field, throwing mile high balls and ground balls with his boys and doing it till his arm falls off. And, but also not having a strategy and understanding of like when to stop. So, those issues, I believe, are just such an underlying um, uh, massive problem across America. And, and, and I would say America loosely because it is not just America, but like America is pretty much the main problem because this doesn't happen in uh, Mexico. Uh, in Mexico and in Venezuela, they don't play eight games on a weekend and compress a week's worth of tournaments and games in two to three days. They play every day. But their workload every day is understanding that their workload is every day so they cannot go as far as they do and push their bodies to the extreme extremes that happen so um since i'm a florida boy i'll start with these two guys uh zach your travel ball experience up until this right now and and where you are is and both of you two are very interesting places because you're a lot closer than, than i am i'm 37 so i'm way far away from my last high school baseball game but you guys are close to it from what you've seen here and especially with the pro guys and the young guys compared to your growth experience as, as a kid what what do you feel like is the biggest difference from you coming up and like what you see we're doing here um, I think it's just the fact of like when I was coming up, it was pay your $500 dues and here's your jersey or hat. You're going to play two tournaments a month or whatever. 
But now, like, when I see what you're doing here, what you've developed, it's just kids who coming in, battling, developing. You know, Alex Benley, a good buddy of ours, he always says, man, when I was 12 years old, I wish I could have had some place like this. And it's like, it's the truth. It's like the kids who come here are extremely more developed than the kids that they're playing. And, you know, I could say that and it could mean eyewash. It could mean nothing. But from what I see, like, they're just ahead of the game. Like, I see Memphis Barnes throwing nasty curveballs, curveballs at 22, 2300 spin. And I'm like... No other Little League 12-year-old at 46 feet is going to touch that or throw that. Like, it's just crazy to me. But, you know, like Benley said, I wish I could have had some place like this to start. You know, I kind of, I got it when I was about 14, 15. And like I said, like, we saw that spike in that 16 months from 70 to 88. Like, whoa, what the hell happened? But it's just, you know, consistent work day in and day out. You know, putting in the work, grinding. It really, it really affects you. And it, it does a lot on your body. It does a lot on you. But, you know, the results are there. You know, you throw... 85 86 87 miles an hour you get the division one division two emails you get all that cool stuff and you know that's what you work for everyone wants to play college baseball play in the mlb but you know you got to put in the work and that's why i wish that like at a young age when i was six seven eight years old i had something like this instead of paying my 500 dollars to this baseball place this baseball club and getting five six at bats striking out a couple times throwing a couple innings and or it's just all no one cares like no one's there to watch you nothing and I'm, my parents are wasting five six hundred dollars and you know i didn't know what it was like back then at eight nine ten years old like yeah i don't know what money is back then but now like i look at it and i'm like damn like my parents did spend a lot of money and time and effort like doing all those things for me when like i could have been training somewhere else trying to better myself and you know as i started training with you i started to understand like if i do this and just put my head down and consistently work like the results are there if you put in the work the results are going to be there but that's just my kind of two cents on the whole travel ball thing. I think if you train and want to get better, you will get better. And if you're sitting around thinking about it, you're not going to get better. Like you have to do the action in order to get better if you want to be better and, and get to those high levels of baseball. Yeah, it it sounds like the same thing with me. Like the word development is disguised so much oh, in, in travel ball, right? So like what was the, you know, when you were, you know, 12, 13, 14 before you met me, what what is what did the word development mean to you at that time? Um, just kind of like developing into myself and trying to figure out what type of player I was like, you know, that was kind of around the time where I was not as good as a hitter and a much better pitcher and coaches would tell me like, oh, like, maybe try going the pitching way. And I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a 12 year old kid. Like, I want to do both. Like, I want to be well, Shohei Otani wasn't playing back then or he was, but he wasn't in the bigs back then. Yeah, but I want to be that want to yeah. be that guy. I want to be the guy who could hit a 450 foot bomb and throw a no hitter. But I think like the player development back then was just kind of like, if you're good, you're going to play and you're going to swing and you're going to hit high in the lineup. But if you're not good, thanks for your $500 donation every month. That's just kind of how it was. But now, like, I see this and, like, you develop as a person. You develop, like, the skills you learn here. Like, yeah, you learn baseball and things like that. But, like, you have to learn how to respond to an adult. An adult tells you, like, hey, do this with your arm, dude. Hold your glove side or whatnot. Like, those are social skills that you have to develop as a person. So I think that's also like good for the human too. Like it's not just baseball related, it's also like life related too. So I think that's a major plus of like doing some sort of development like this, like a private lesson type thing. I think it's great for, for the human just in general. I, it's my favorite part about building a clubhouse. That's what we call exactly. it here, right? Like we need a home that is has everything that you need. So you walk in and you have the latest, coolest stuff with the for best sure. technology, the best information yeah, all that cool you get to throw. You know, I, before when you and I first started working, it was interesting because I hadn't really brought out the radar gun on the screen yet, right? Like yeah. that had been my idea. 
for a sure. long time, but I needed like one spot that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be yeah, here, exactly. and then I pulled that trigger, and I think it was year two working with you. I remember, like, I remember that. you telling yeah, me like, you were like the first one. Too, yeah, I was like, I just got the new radar gun with the screen, you know? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, and I was like, you're the first one going to do it, and I remember going, and you had that hustle on Spring Valley, right? Yeah, we had that kit. We had the your your advisor that helped you get out. Yeah. Got his name. He's got an interesting name. Yeah, uh, it'll come to me. It'll anyway, come to me. yeah. Um, but anyway, I just remember him being Lou there. Birch. Lou Birch. Lou Birch. Shout out Lou Birch. <laughs> I remember being there and like holding a radar gun here with him, and then like just we didn't. You could see the numbers right there. It was the coolest thing. I was, was like, I feel like I'm in the big leagues right now. Exactly. I'm like, I have a radar gun. We were right so here. far ahead of everyone. Yeah, exactly. Our technology was oh, so dude, far ahead of everyone. So much. I'm like, oh, why are you showing the radar gun screen? I'm like, I don't know. It's only feedback. Like, yeah. It only, you know, you only watch the big leaguers turn around and look at the giant jumbotron yeah, on nice the screen. Like, thing. they're immediately going like that. I guarantee you, if Darvish could see his TrackMan report instantly, like just on oh, the screen, yeah. he'd be like, it's, all right, sick. Let's yeah, do that again. You know what I mean? Every oh, time. for it's sure. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, come on, I need my data. Yeah, I need my data. Maybe it comes in his pitch count, right? It's like, uh, fastball, 27. Like, oh, geez. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, uh, same question to you, JT. Your your experience growing up compared to what you see now, what, what do you feel? To echo some of the things that Zach said, it's honestly, it's along the same lines of, you, you asked him how development was, like, as he was a kid. Like, honestly, it wasn't even something on the mind, like, Especially me personally with my baseball journey, I didn't get into like real high level training and development, like purposeful training until way later than would have been beneficial for me. So I didn't start doing that stuff until probably like freshman year of college. Because at that point through high school, it's kind of just like, I'm playing to have fun. Oh, I'm just going to go play baseball on the team, something along that lines. And then I ended up loving it. I played baseball my entire life. So I knew, right? I was, knew I was going to play in high school and all that. But the terms of like, practicing outside of practice and things like that it would be minor work and it wasn't with any specific coaches that were actually like knowledgeable and could give good help and like knew a path and like could read players skills and abilities and then coach them effectively to where you're actually able to get something beneficial out of your training other than just getting reps in of who knows what you're doing right or wrong or you're just doing it to do it yeah totally no 100 percent. that was our our connection from the beginning was i you know what i say to everybody comes i don't know you so like I hated when I went to lessons and they tried changing you and like that's been my phrase since I met you which is like I don't know you I'm not going to do anything throw show me who you are as a, as an athlete and then we can go from there and obviously everybody has secrets that we get into that but your epiphany was I remember that day where it was like trying to explain you know the it took me a long time to be able to explain the deficit process and so like your brain can't actually feel the green positive pluses that you get in video games like it's just it just knows zero and zero is good and if it hurts that's the negative and like when you've been feeling negative for years when you throw you just think it's normal and then you have people around you that have been feeling negative and they can't explain it and they're, well, that's just what happens when you throw and then here comes it's just normal to feel that right it's not something you have to worry about right. and then here comes a crazy old me i just get out of the, the chair walk over there start throwing and everybody's like what are you doing and i'm like well i just I, I saw Dominicans do crazy things and yeah. started doing what they did and like, oh. And, and people view it the wrong way too. And that like, they don't see those things. Like think of it like a car. Like if you're driving a car and the car has a check engine light on, 
it's trying to tell you something is wrong with the car and it's the same idea with your body if you're feeling negative feelings like that right yeah. it's trying to tell you something is wrong if you don't go get it checked out or fix it or address it or see what's happening right. really with the vehicle your body it's going to break right, right? it's that's... a very simple easy way to see it but People it's don't think it's exactly what way. people do. It's exactly what people do when they drive their car, though. They drive their <laughs> they car for like two weeks, with, like two weeks of the light on, right? Two weeks of the light on, and then you go from there. You get it sorted next weekend, and then yeah, before you exactly. know it, the car's broken on the side of the road. And you're calling me, and your arm's still bent. You're going, <laughs> you're going like this. I'm, uh, is this normal? No, I don't think it is. Let's see what we can do here. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, even on my side on development, I went to the camps every twice a year my dad would take me to a camp and then we would play catch and long toss and do stuff and i always remember coming back from the camps like more confused than i went there like just confused you know even the people that i went to and i remember seeing someone in august and then seeing someone in december the guy would say something different and then i'm like well what what about this idea i've been working on that since i saw you and like no 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 that's old news right and so you know it just it just really feels like there's a lot of people that are claiming to be experts that have never done it you know, I don't, I don't want to name names, but I watched some YouTube videos recently and you guys know that we've learned how to like filter and, and find out one, if the person's talking about throwing, did they throw? How do they still throw? Did they ever throw hard? Hard is 95, by the way, if you care at home, make sure hard is hard starts at 95, not 90. Um, and then, you know, how is, how are they able to convey those messages that it gets into? You know I mean? There's a lot of people that just say things that don't make sense. Stay close. How, what do I do? Yeah. How, what am I supposed to do to stay close? Go? You know what I mean? Like it's such a generic term that even I've used it, but I've used it in a direction of a certain type of idea right. that it's can be followed, explained. It's followed by like a specific instruction on how to perform the actual action. Yeah. Not just here's an action to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's, there's been a couple, even when I went to driveline, you just remind me of that when they were like telling me, it was funny, I, I'll never forget being on their mound and throwing and kind of doing the same thing that I do here where I just get up and start throwing. And uh, I was trying to, you know, I, at that point, I think I was like 92, 93 still. And I remember talking to them and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. How do, what, what do you see? And like, they just kept telling me about my hips. And I remember being like, okay, well, that's not really what I feel. I feel like this an enormous long arm coming through and whipping the crap out of the ball, but you what about my hips, you know? And, and they just kept saying things that were just so generic. Turn, rotate, twist. Torque faster. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying what you're saying, but I feel like I'm just leaving my arm behind me every time I turn. Yeah, and everything's out of whack. Yeah, and, yeah. you know? The driveline way of throwing is very, it preached like separation, upper body separation. They intentionally coach to try and create more separation and it kind of gets you into uh, the stretchy, draggy is what we use here, terminology type of way of throwing. Right. Yeah. There's, 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 there's some guys that do it well, right? But I don't, I still haven't seen somebody go long term with it without reverting to something else. And, you know, I see it with driveline. I see it with all of the online um, people. Everybody's evolving. Even, even us here, like nobody's set in stone for what it is. Weighted balls were such a mountain for people to die on, but yet, like, they, they don't go further and look at Cubans throwing three pound cannonballs and other things like that. that it's like, well, what about that? You know, yeah. like, I feel like there's so much out there right now in the space of baseball, especially like as social media continues to grow and just amplifies everybody's ability to like reach mass amounts of people that it comes with mass amounts of like misinformation. Like all oh, we could go down that route for, for like ever. But people just kind of take in content as they see it and read it on the internet and then kind of don't really know what to make of it. 
and then these like professionals that go around and preach it and say things kind of just regurgitate what the main people that are established and are saying that we know or that are out there that do really know their stuff and can't like seriously affect people and try to regurgitate what they hear from them to sound like they know what they're talking about and it creates a spiral effect down the chain. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's still people that haven't done it. You know, I mean, that's, that's what I see every time is when we ask kids who taught you to throw, they're always like, what? Yeah. My dad did in the backyard. Yeah. Did your dad play in the big leagues? No. Well, there probably, you go. Probably didn't exactly do something correct. Yeah. And that's where, like, the excellent part of, like, going into actual, like, the whole basis of this conversation almost is, like, coming into actual facilities and getting, like, professional help and coaching and, like, people that really do know what they're talking about. Like, we have this whole facility here where we have people that are, like, specifically focused on these different tasks that we have within the game of baseball. Like, we have our hitting, our strength, our pitching, like, it all, like, full-rounded people that are oriented on being, like, excellent at what they're supposed to do to create a well-rounded baseball player. Yeah. And that's something that some facilities are lacking that people don't even know to look for sometimes if they do want their kids to play at higher levels it's and the, do it healthily and like be successful. Right. Totally. Yeah. The, the the academies that I saw down in Mexico that hopefully one day we could take a trip to and go visit. So, I know I, Mazatlan, Monterey. We could for sure. That's that's a vlog and a half. Um, we just got to figure that out. How do we do that? Anyway, anyway, we'll figure that out. But, but that's, those places are the places that I want to, you know, go show you guys. Like, cause I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than like, you would be blown away at the quality of the field because it's so bad. Number one, number two, everybody's happy to be there. And then yeah, it's like playing on baseball. summer, like everything's on site too. That's the difference. Like we're, they have a bunch of grandmas and moms that work for the teams and they cook them meals three times a day in the gym. The gym is outside and there is, you know, batting cages and there's four fields and there's just a plethora of teams and players. And there's three games a day on each field. Like there's an 8 a.m. game, there's a 12 o'clock game, there's a 4 o'clock game. And like they don't have lights, they run until it's dark and like nobody goes anywhere. And that's what they do all day. All day, you know? And so I always wondered because, you know, the, the, Athleticism argument when I was growing up was so important, and so many people told me and my dad that I shouldn't play other sports besides baseball. And you know, you don't have to. You can. You know, I played a little basketball growing up, but like, yeah, sure. I hated it. You know, it wasn't. It was just. It was a lot of running. You were <laughs> too much running. Uh, yeah. You were tall enough, and like that was about it. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. And and I ran the point too because I was a good athlete, so I was like, it didn't make any sense at all. You know, like You're like he's big, but he can move his feet. So like we put him there. <laughs> I'd always be like, and I was like, I want to score, you know, like that was the assist. Guy. The you know, exactly. I was like, hit the screen, bounce pass, we scored. I'm like, all right, well, this is boring. I'm doing one trick the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Screen, right, score. Well, how many did you? How many points did you score? Uh, two. Well, how did you do that? I got fouled. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you guys are are here. Um, both of you have your own expertise in what you do. Obviously, you're a strength guy, and you're like a hybrid all over the place trainer, mainly pitching, mainly left-handed, left-handed specialist. You know what I mean? Um, and you you have the most experience inside the system too of of, exactly, yeah. of what it is. So, you know, what what do you feel like is your your favorite part of anything that we do, even the building, the system? You know, the technology is obviously my favorite because I'm a nerd. You know, but what, what do you what do you feel like is your favorite part of what we do? Um, I think this may sound like kind of cliche, but I think like just helping younger kids and helping them become better athletes and just be better. I don't it's know. It's not cliche. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, it's just a, like it's, it's real. Yeah, it's real, but it's like they, 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 we'll talk about the real part because that's the difference of like what I think we do and what I always talk about, like connecting with the people and oh, like, for sure, sure. Because there's a different thing when we're talking about with like how the arm's supposed to move, the feelings that we talk exactly. about from there, you know. So yeah, I think like you know, just seeing the kids running around, having a good time, smiling, you know, it could be from that to them like throwing and how'd you feel? How'd that feel? Oh, felt great, no pain, nothing. Like that's that's a plus. That's something good, you know. And I think just like the enjoyment of like everyone being around here, having a good time, you know, music's bumping, everyone's watching Padre games, watching baseball, all that fun stuff. Little, too much Padres? Yeah, too much Padres. <laughs> no Dodgers. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's such a great environment. And, you know, everyone comes in here, loves it. They come back, you know, it's just, it's great for everyone. And I just love teaching the kids and just having a good time with them. So the vibe. Like exactly. Yeah. The, the vibe is always, it's immaculate vibes. Yeah, for sure. He's the type of guy that just pumps up the environment. Vibes. <laughs> Yeah. I think also like the competitiveness. This is more of like the Friday live at bats with the older guys in the summer, the college guys. Like those are like when it gets chippy, everyone starts talking smack, going back and forth. Dean comes out, does his normal, does his normal act. But I think that's also fun, a fun part of it. You know, that's a little different because those are just guys being dudes having fun. But you know, when it's time to buckle down and get serious, like it's time to buckle down and get serious and strike dudes out, hit bombs. You know, all that fun stuff. But I think. The competitiveness is also a fun factor in this whole system. You're getting me excited right now because I always love when we do live at bats. And I'll either go first time. or last. First or last. When I warm up, I just notice every time everybody shuts up. It's so funny. Everybody just stops talking. You're like, it's showtime. They just, yeah, everybody's just like, all right. Like, and I'm like, everybody was having a good time vibing. All of a sudden, Hippo, gets, Hippo gets on the mound. Everybody's just starting to peek around, see what's going on over here. ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。ちょっと待ってください。
get through those initial bumps of like, you know, you're a little uncomfortable, you're a little, hey, what's up? Right? You slowly start to build that whole repertoire with, with that person. And it just kind of develops into like this beautiful little relationship as they kind of go and boo and they, they come back from games and they're like, I didn't break this game versus sometimes they're like, today was not, it was not a good game. Right? And it's just like those bumps in the road that come with it. And then you also see them progress and it's almost always an uptrend, which is always a very nice thing too, right? It's very rarely is it always just straight down, but yeah, there's also it, the realities. No, for sure. I mean, there's certain points you get to a certain level of the game and the game smacks you in the face that's the hard part oh, to even yeah. understand like there's no one been prepares you for it. oh there's been games in college where like it's funny i heard something the other day uh i don't remember who was saying but they were just talking about like how wildly wildly arrogant you are like 18 to 21 especially like if you're an athlete oh for sure you're just like you're the best one in the world and then like PLS. you run into one time yes. where like an average team beats the shit out of you and you're just suicidal yeah. <laughs> you're just like oh my gosh i'm so bad i know I, I never bus ride the quiet bus oh, ride yeah. back and you're sitting there and the coach is just like sitting there just like staring i remember like watch it or even worse they're like it's not even the ones that like light you up on the bus but just like you just know in that undertone they're like they're just stirring just yes. waiting, waiting until that like post-game meeting yeah. like 100%. i remember playing a team in college and getting abs like two innings, 14 hits, like just, they hit everything. And then I found out months later in summer ball that they had our coach's signs. And so like, I, you know, I thought it was me the whole time. The whole, I thought it was me and I'm going like, what is going on? They're hitting everything. Like, and they're not even like taking anything. Like everything that I threw, they were all in First pitch cutter, first pitch yeah, cutter. Yeah. Well, no, pre-cutter, yeah. First pitch, anything that I threw, smack. I was like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? And it's like, there's things like that that you don't even know what's going on. You find out later that's like, oh yeah, your coach had a stupid science system. Every time he touches the ear, he threw yeah. a fastball. And you're like, oh, it's the sick. I wasn't even aware of that system. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The beautiful game of baseball kind of coming full circle there, and the, the hindsight's always twenty twenty, and taking the bumps in the road is kind of like a moment, and then pushing past. And people always say you can try and try and flesh those moments quickly down, but it's it's, it's, it's tough. It's not. It's that very simple. hard to deal with it. Especially when it's like the biggest thing in your life at that age, right? Like that is the one thing you've been working on for the whole point. So, you know, it's not the World Series, but it, it is the World Series. Because like every, every new level is. that you get to, it's kind of the World Series. And yeah. the nerves that go along with that are always my favorite. I, I remember the most nervous I'd ever been in professional baseball was my second outing in Liga uh, Pacifico. And I jogged in from left field in Culiacan, and they flashed the lights on me, and I got dizzy, and it looks like I'm drunk as I'm, like, jogging in from the outfield because I don't know where the ground is. And it's going, like, flash, 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 like a strobe light in the stadium with, like, 70,000 people, and I'm, like, zigzagging to the mound. And then I get to the mound, and the mound is vibrating, and I'm, like, I don't... I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, what? I completely forgot what I was doing out here. Oh, I have a glove on. I'm a pitcher, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and of course, like the first pitch, I was ball bounced it. And then after that, I was fine. It was just back to work. But like coming in with the music and all of the anxiety that comes into it, like it is. It's, it's it, rough. It, 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 it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's the moments to live for, though, right? When you're sitting there and you're like warming up in the bullpen as a pitcher, you're like sitting on the on deck circle, like getting ready to go and like getting yourself in that mindset as a whole of their ability. Like you just said, like snapping yourself back into that moment is something that like, it's really hard to cue in and teach people. And there's almost these kind of like, 
not unlearnables, but like some given things that people are instantly able to like tune back in and they have that focus or right. ability or athletic edge to be able to like flip that switch and get in that moment too. Yeah, and, and I think that's what's so important about our system. Like just, it's a perfect segue into line of bats. It's, it's sparring. You know, you, if you can get nervous and sparring, you're going to take a poop on the mound in a real game. And especially in playoffs, it's going to be even worse. You're going to puke and throw up. Like that's just what's going to happen. Right? That's, how nerves, that's how nerves are going to go. But like, that's the whole point behind desensitizing the game in a sparring session of live at bats like that's what makes you better it's like oh okay if i just do what i did 15 feet over on the other side when i was in my bullpen and when i get over here on this side it should be the same and i you know even with some of our best college guys it's still that process to their brain doesn't like oh wait i'm supposed to do the same thing yeah because the meaning yeah. behind yeah. the game catches into play because all of a sudden stats are involved and the, the future of like my career if i don't perform right. pressure starts to come down on purpose right Right. Um, so, uh, new question. Um, Zach, what are you looking forward to in your time here with us? Like, what, what process? Is it the rehab you're going through in the journey of throwing? Obviously, you like being around the kids and, and sharing your story and sharing information, but is there one specific thing that you're looking forward to over the next couple of months? I mean, that's a great question. There's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. A lot just growing through the, through the brand, through the name, but obviously, like, the rehab part of it, you know, I'm have all four of my eligibility years and trying to go back to school. It's available. It's available. Let's go. I'm be in there by next season. <laughs> 20 years old, 20 years young, but you know, I'm rehabbing here, doing my thing, trying to get better, trying to throw hard again, but it's a long process. Everybody who's been hurt, had a surgery, knows it sucks, but you know, it's worth it in the end. Yeah. But um, you know, that and just growing through the place and just building relationships and seeing where it could take me, you know, I'm, I'm always open to doing this, that, and the other and going in a hundred different directions. But, you know, I think this will definitely help me, you know, in the baseball world and the business world and just just helping me in general. I think I, I really like what you've built here and I'm, what I can be a part of. And, you know, I'm glad to see it continue to go and go and go and keep going and taking off and going further and going different places. You know, you get to travel, watch Dean, you get to go to ABCA, you get to go do all these cool things because of the wonderful business that you've built around it. But... Yeah, I'd definitely say the rehab part and just growing through the brand and just seeing where it could take me. Sweet. Same to you. Um, we've had this conversation a lot, I feel like, in terms of, like, the end goal and, like, what you're really trying to do. And I've told you before, before like, the goal is to be, like, Eric Cressy for me, right? It's, like, to be, like, that guy that is deemed as, like, you are a solid person in the field that, like, solidly knows what you're talking about and can genuinely help people and make profound impacts on people's career and lives. And that to me is like everything, right? Getting to grow a facility where like you have people come to you because they know that you're able to help them fix and solve and like get them to the places where they want to go. Yeah, solution is so important. It's one of the most underappreciated part of like what we do where, you know, like you said, we get a lot of parents that are like, they just want their kid to have a good time and enjoy baseball. But what, what they're missing from that argument is like, you know what's actually more fun than that? When everybody's good. That's where it's yeah, really oh, fun. Yeah, for sure. When you're good at yeah. it, that's when it's fun. When you're good, and you're good, and you're good, and now everybody's good. Now it's a very high-stakes game of, if I make a mistake, we're going to give up a run or something. So, um, <laughs> was that who I thought it was? That's Ryan. Uh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you guys got anything? Thank you guys for watching. Like, comment, subscribe, share with everybody. Sign up through our website for online and in-house training at www.cutternation.net. Thank you.